Oh my gosh, that's some not good. Oh, look at this thing. There's sausages and chicken bites in there. Oh, shit. Amazing. Welcome to the Penguin Aware There's podcast episode four. We got Hermo and we got Surreal. Those are my guests. If you guys want to follow Hermo, his social is Hermo Joke on Twitter and Twitch.tv. Go subscribe for him there. Hermo, I have a question. Yes. Who are you today? Who am I? Well, <laughs> I am Hermo Joke. <laughs> you know, just a 21 year old uh, living life excitedly. Do you actually you work? Know? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, I do. Uh, I do uh, two jobs. At the moment, you know, I'm a data analyst at uh, Microsoft, and at the same time, I work a uh, store manager at a liquor store. I actually did well. not even know that, Joe. You worked for Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know I that's a job, bro. <laughs> Dude, I have a day job. Wow. You think Hermo just disappears during the daytime? Like, <laughs> why do you think I don't answer from like nine to five? Oh, that's why. I never know that because I thought you always worked one job. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. This man's a working man. I did not know that. Anything for the money. Man. This America's getting, you know, too expensive. You know what I'm saying? Gas prices going up. Gas prices going down. Exactly. It's like an influx. What is one interesting fact about you, Hermel? Um, one interesting fact about me? I can speak uh, languages. I can speak different languages. Bilingual. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. What is the term for four? Uh, quadlingual. quadlingual? <laughs> yeah. Was English, Spanish? German, Arabic, Arabic. Oh. Do you know this one term in uh, Arabic, Kos Omak? <laughs> what? Do you know Kos Omak? Yes. Do you know Hara? No. Oh, but it, do you know yeah. Eri? <laughs> yeah. Do you know uh, Haiwan? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that to my VR chat friends that know Arabic. Yo, real quick before we continue on, if you guys are wondering about Surreal's camera, Surreal's camera is not working at the moment, so we're just putting double chin Surreal, so don't roast him. He allowed <laughs> it, me, so. That's me. And then our second guest, we got Surreal. How are you doing today, Surreal? Yo, doing pretty good, man. Good to be here with y'all. Nice, nice. A pleasure to have you guys on board. Uh, who are you today, Surreal? My name's Surreal. I'm 30-something years old, and, and I'm just a dude on the internet sometimes on this podcast you like playing video games yeah from time to time i wouldn't consider myself a gamer more of a guy who plays video games i know you're a racer so i do some racing from time to time on the internet well, i know you got a guitar as well <laughs> you, you love playing instruments yeah, yeah i play uh, some synthesizer and some drums and uh play guitar like things like the uh the bass guitar and i could play the mandolin etc well that answers one interesting fact about you darn what would you say is the hardest instrument you ever played you know what the hardest one was guitar i was gonna say synthesizer because there was just a lot of like terminology i didn't understand about it and also like there's math in it but like guitar is just so i don't know it was so difficult for me because if you look at a piano right it's like that's all the notes that you can play just lined up like one after the other and super neato but a guitar is all broken up and staggered and there's different tunings and there's different like positions and stuff and it's just like i could never visualize like how to play the guitar enough to where i could really like understand how to play the instrument like yeah. i feel like much more fluid on drums or synthesizer than i do a guitar mm -hmm. we're going to talk about cars so this is a controversial topic how old do you guys think is it old to drive 
a car in general it's so hard to say i mean i want to say that like at some age you would have to like retest or something to be like oh, okay it's been 55 fucking years let's see let's see how you're uh, let's see how your reflexes are holding up yeah, you guys could curse <laughs> i could care less uh, i just i swore and i was like oh no i think i think at some age you should have to retest or something or honestly maybe like every 20 years maybe i do really agree with surreal in all honesty, there should be like every decade, you should really like five years, you should get retested for um for a driver's license because you know it's different for everybody. Yeah, because like when you get older, your reaction times go uh, like slower and all that stuff. Like I would say like a good age, probably maybe like up to like maybe sixty-five years old, maybe close to seventy, and then after that, you should actually stop driving. Yeah, sixty, you're like hitting yeah. the upper limit. Sixty-five, <laughs> you're like hey. <laughs> You're pushing the gas a little bit too much. <laughs> You're like, pushing up to 80 miles per hour. You're wondering an old lady tailgating you. <laughs> and then she flipping you off. You might have known she might pull out a shotgun. And she'd be like, get out of my way. Yeah, She's yeah. like one hounded. It's outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> we have an article right here. How old is it old to drive a car in Ontario? So pretty much a young Toronto mother pushed baby into a baby stroller out the way of a car just in time to save her life. Child on Tuesday. The mother, however, was stuck in and she used the crosswalk. The vehicle was driving elderly driver woman in her upper 80s, according to police. Yo, I feel like that's way too old. I mean, it all depends on because there's like cognitive ass like 80 and 90 year olds out there too that like do the fucking Olympics and stuff and like 100 year olds like I swear to God, there's 100 year olds like doing fucking hurdles and shit. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you, like, you don't even know when you get like really old, like if you can still drive or not, you know, like it really comes down to the, the person. And they're, yeah, you're going to say a 90 year old got to be dunking. <laughs> Yo, so, sometimes, man, 90-year-old be fucking be, bro. Yeah, honestly, they should actually make laws like that. Like, up to up towards, like, 70-year-olds. So, like, probably, like, up to 60, 65, you should actually, like, relearn to do your driver's license. Like, renew it, like, every five years. If you're, like, getting old up in those ages. Maybe 50? The thing is, yeah, I, the thing is, I wouldn't even say, like, even, like, past the age of 60 or 65. I just say everybody. That's why, that yeah. way it's fair, and that way you are conscious of people that know how to drive. Totally. Like, if we do it forcefully, like, every five years, like, I mean, you're going to the DVMV here to renew your plates, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could just do the same thing, like, every five years. Same time you go to renew your plates, take a little test, and we, there could be a method that we could find out that makes it easier and faster. How do you guys think, like, you should actually start driving, getting your permit, and, like, getting your license? Because here in America, um, you could get your permit at 16, and then you could get your license around, like, 17 or 18. Yeah, I got my permit when I was, like, 15 or something. Like, I had my license before I was 17. Or when I was 17, I had my license. Do you guys so. think, like, they should make it, like, amp up the age to get your license? Like, you have to be 21 years or older, like, kind of, like, drinking alcohol? Well, honestly, not really. We need cars in America. Like, we, we can also take a look at the way America's built with its infrastructure when we talk about like regarding cars because like you need a car in america for most shit like it's just such a crucial thing like i've had a car since i was 17 and i've never been without one and like i couldn't imagine life without one if i didn't live like in a city 
or something like that. But even in our cities, like a lot of it chooses like having a car over being a pedestrian or like having, I don't know, public transportation or something like that. So we need to make sure that like mm. most people have access to to be able to drive like as soon as possible, you know? But I thought it was shady when I was 16 and driving. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got too many heart attacks from my mom in the car with me when I was got my permit. Yeah. Either too much to the left, too much to the right. <laughs> when, when you when you're turning, when you're turning like the steamer to the left, making a left turn, you're not turning. <laughs> you're not giving your hands yeah. enough room, and you get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you guys did your driver's test or your driver's license test, uh, did you guys have to do parallel parking? Um. Yeah. Yes. Although mine wasn't really like between cars; it was just between a boundary. Oh, now that I remember it, it was just cones. I, mine was like pretty much like near a curb, and then there was two cones. That was it. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. There were no cars involved. <laughs> I don't think they would, you know, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Get a fresh sixteen-year-old fucking presses the gas instead of brakes. Oh, lawsuit! <laughs> Welcome to the roguelike driving test. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Just imagine like a, a 17 year old kid or 18 year old kid driving a Lamborghini for his driver's test and then parallel parks and <laughs> parallel parks and it hits the car instead of the cone. Some kid like brings a Mustang and just kills the driving instructor. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're going to be using the rental. Yeah, use the rental car. <laughs> the rent Use that Toyota Camry rental car. That's always like, use uh, the rental car, kids. Even though it costs more, always use a rental car. Is it like expensive? Is it like a couple hundred dollars for a rental car? It depends on location, but honestly, just get it. Just in case anything happens, you're not liable to anything. And plus, it's not your car. Yeah. You're not liable <laughs> because you're renting it. So whose insurance would pay for that uh, if you caused the accident? Would it technically be you? Yeah, I think if you were found liable, definitely. But if someone else was liable, they you would be absolutely like out of it, I guess, like third party, so to say. As soon as you immediately finish your driver's license, you pass your test, uh, would you learn how to drive a, a car that comes in a manual transmission, like a stick? Yeah, like, so I started out on a manual, but I couldn't drive a manual at first like my mom had this ford focus but it was like a sport trim so like Ooh. the clutch was like really really i don't know like it was really hard to like feel when it was biting and oh, then my okay. dad had like a fucking mm. uh a 2003rd yeah 2007 mustang gt or something do you know what ford so, focus because i'll probably bring it up so people see on obs it's like a 2004 ford focus st um, it's, but like the Mustang was like its clutch was like super heavy and I just I couldn't for the life of me figure it out and like I loved uh, Gran Turismo and stuff and I was so excited about learning manual finally and not being able to do it was so just so jacked um, but then after I got my license like I used my brother's focus which was an automatic was it like kind of like this yeah it was pretty cool it looks like it looks just like a regular ass fucking European hatchbacks are nice though dude they are like Ford cars are always nicer from Europe. I feel like like all of my all the cars that Ford ever mm -hmm. made that I like are from Europe. Uh, going back at it, you were saying you drove the Ford Focus and you drove a Mustang. Yeah, they were both stick, mm -hmm. both were like really hard for me to learn, and I didn't learn how to drive them really until after I passed uh, my test with an automatic car. Um, but then I used the Focus and I got really used to driving that, and that's the car that I got acquainted on, and I've had. A manual car 
uh, pretty much ever since. You were getting super pissed off when you kept stalling. I was sad. I, I think I would have been pissed, but like my parents were there being pissed for me. Like after a while, like, why can't you just do the thing? Man? I was like, I don't know. Like I was scared, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's a bad time, but it was a pretty cool time. We, we still laugh about it. Yeah, what's your thoughts, uh, Hermel? I didn't learn how to drive a manual beforehand, um, you know, because I lived in Europe for a little bit of time. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, I lived in uh, Germany for uh, three years. Uh, that's how I'm my life. But yeah, no, I uh, got to learn how to drive one um, before I, you know, took my full, you know, license over here in the U.S. back when uh, COVID happened. But yeah, honestly, I do recommend people to at least know. learn manual. Yeah, you learn manual because you never know. Like in in whatever situation, it can come in handy, like just yeah. in case. And it's it's not that hard. It's it's definitely tiring on the feet and everything, and like a lot of muscle movement. But it's it's really not that hard. The only thing you yeah. add in is another pedal and then another shifter knob. That's it. Yeah, it's just two more components compared to like what you already know. We already have what three components: a brake, a gas, Sarah, and uh, a shifter. Yes, the steering wheel and shifter. Yeah. It's just two more components, two more things that you just have to add to your mind. It's not really, you know, that big of a deal. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's just so fun. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. nothing like it. Did you like uh, living out in Germany compared to the U.S.? How was life living out in Germany? In all honesty, they both have their goods and their bads. But in my preference, the way I am as a person and how like my personality and character reflect around the things that I like, I really love Germany compared to the U.S. That's why I do want to go back there eventually. Food was probably dang. good. Did you like food out there? Oh, dude, the food, it's... it's... Just be honest. I'm be honest. It's it's really generic, but there's a lot of Arabic influence in Germany at the moment. So there's a lot of like good Turkish food, Arabic food, Lebanese places, like fuck. So while you were out in Germany, you didn't really speak Germ uh, German at all. You were speaking more Arabic. As soon as I got to Germany, I had no ounce of German in me, like nothing. I learned nothing, and no, my <laughs> my Arabic was shit. Yeah, no, it was bad. Like I couldn't understand nor say anything in both languages, so I couldn't communicate with my aunts or uncles that were, you know, giving me a place to live in at the time over there, and I could only speak to them in like very broken english like if you were trying to explain to a baby something right like can you this please like you point to something you know <laughs> <laughs> and the problem with them they're you know they're also immigrants so they can't really speak german as well so german was the first language that i did like fully learn but it took me a long time to do but still to this day you can't really communicate with them because it's broken german yeah that that kind of sucks with the language barrier yeah <laughs> huge yeah so you had to use pretty much sign language can you <laughs> and then <laughs> yes. yeah going back on topic with uh talking about uh Emmanuel, uh, I, I went for my driver's test, a driver's license back when I was, I think, a senior in high school. Did it through automatic. As soon as I got, as soon as I passed my test, I was driving it automatic. I think it was probably like four or five months later. My dad taught me how to drive stick in a 2000 Honda Accord. And that clutch, I kept stalling like so many times, at least probably like a dozen times. No, more than probably like 3,000 dozen times. I got 
super pissed off. Oh yeah, you were getting tilted. I was getting pissed off, and then my mom was like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about." Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it was a tan one. It was thick. It had over two hundred thousand miles in it. Dang, that's reliable though. It that was. is definitely reliable. Yeah, they're they're so incredible. Me and my friends used to cruise around in one, and it was just. I don't know. It's an eternal car, man. Probably my second project car. My first one is uh, definitely a Subaru STI. They're this thing, this hunk of junk. Ooh. You want to do that for a project? Do you guys have like, uh, like cars that you guys want? Like really one? Like your wish list? <laughs> this is surreal as a whole wish list. Oh, grandfather. <laughs> well, he talks about that. I'm going to get some more food. I don't even know where to start. But like, okay, the first one I would have is this thing called the Mark II Escort, and it's a rear-wheel drive uh, rally car from Mark the II. 70s. Mark II Escort, the Ford Escort. A Ford Escort? Um, yeah, I'll post it in our, our, our chat, too. Um, but that's... But yeah, they're just, like, little, tiny, like, lightweight rear-wheel drive cars with these, like, incredible high-revving engines in them. Oh, and wasn't this in, uh, what's it called, uh, Dirt Rally? It looks like it. Yeah, this is my favorite car to drive in that game, and, like, in a lot of other games, too. Um, and then the EG Honda Civic. Like, I think Ooh. it's cool that, that you said that, because, like, I, I'm all about, like, EG or an EF Honda Civic. Like, it's, like, the bubbly one and then, like, the square one. Like, the top three for me. I know you mind, uh... Subaru STI, preferably 16th of 2020, like year. Let's go with that Forester STI, uh, probably preferably like 2004. And it comes with stick. And then a third one probably be, I'm debating either a Skyline or if not Supra, but like reality, probably Civic. Old Civic. A Skyline, like an R32 would be just... Oh, beautiful. That. I know, oh my yeah. god. But the R34, mm. ooh! The blower mm. valve, if you get a nice exhaust. Oh. Straight up Godzilla. What color would you get it in, though? What color? Thing. I would definitely yeah. just get in any type of color and I'd just wrap it. You'd wrap it? Yeah. Okay. That's For nice. that type of car, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what type of wrap. Probably some type of galaxy color wrap. Like maybe like an orange and blue or if not like an orange and pink. Because there's some wraps that are like clean as hell. What I don't color know would you pick, Irma? Dude, in all honesty, I would just go matte. Matte any like gray or black, but like Dude. a lighter kind of black. Anything like like that, I fall in love with. Hell yeah! Whether it's a wrap or just a custom paint job, it's I can like I would do that definitely. Mm -hmm. Would you? There's uh, like some Mercedes that are uh, that have like a matte green paint job, and they look yep. fucking. They look incredible. What about window tint? Would you guys get uh, tint on it? Window tint? No, definitely. I would. Um, Why wouldn't you, Surreal? I, I, like, I always think of window tint and I'm like, my visibility. <laughs> no, I'm like, talking about like, the, like the sides. The side window tints, not like the banner windshield. I don't know, because then my visibility is hampered on the left too. It's like if it's darker and it's like dark outside and like my tint's all dark. Like, I don't know. Let me restart my... Give me a second. I think like, talking. my night vision is bad already too so like oh yeah but it, it would be nice to have that tin because i don't want motherfuckers looking at me my right has like a 40 percent tin like already installed and like people can't see through it 
on a like a normal sunny day unless the sun is shining directly through the windshield you guys think a uh, window tint should be uh in us because i window tint so useful like in the sides obviously i could tell with the banner if it's like tint is too dark your visibility would suck during the nighttime i don't know i don't think i know enough talk about that subject honestly because it seems like bullshit it's, it's used for during the summertime if you get like that oh. the right type of like tint with the uv protection or adjunct definitely has is uh, it's ups and downs but i wouldn't say like completely banning it yeah i mean of course like you should have a limit on how dark because you never know yeah like limbo there tint that's is, too dark situationally <laughs> speaking like you don't know like what's going to happen in another car that's like you know fully tinted out yeah if they have a gun <laughs> if they have drugs on to, you yeah yeah what if it's like something that poses a risk to you i say it should be like dark enough like so that you get somewhat of privacy but like not and like you know so that you you feel secure and like yeah. to block enough light so that you can't see what's inside your car so to say yeah it, it should be just like controlled well you know the way that it is right now i find it like completely fine like how people have it if you could go back in time <laughs> with manufacturers in the U.S. making manual transmissions cars, would you guys like stick with it? Like, and still making uh, manual uh, manual transmission cars? No, not from a manufacturer's per perspective. Um, at least for America, because like, if Europe's already used to doing that, or like Europe and Asia are like used to manual transmissions, like it should adapt to the market. But I feel like I don't know. Past a certain point, it's like I don't know. It, it's like how the internal combustion engines like being called into question in general for electric engines because it's just a more adaptable thing to the consumer. Like people don't care about what engine they have or like what the power band looks like or like what the characteristics are like most of the time. You know, like they just want a thing that goes boop boop beep boop. And manual yeah. transmission is the thing that gets in between that. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I was like trying to keep a company afloat, and I, I don't think I would try to force manual transmission upon people unless I was making a car that was purpose built to just be enjoyed for its dynamics and things like that. The chip, in in all honesty, your point was amazing, dude. It was beautiful. <laughs> Like, could you not say, for example, if America only made manual cars only, no automatics in general, they just made a straight manual. Do you think manufacturers were still like keep a manual? The someone's gonna say, oh, uh, what if someone comes out with an automatic, blah blah blah? But uh, what if they only made manual transmissions? Do you think someone would actually like they screw the laws and make it automatic? With human development, we just want everything to be simplified. That's already like it's it already kind of happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like back in the day, like it was all cars were manual. <laughs> yeah, human life. We just want everything to be easier, and like we don't want to do stuff. Like props to the people that do want to like fully invest themselves into the manual transmission, and props to the companies that keep on doing it for those people. So eventually, yeah, eventually it, the automatic would be found out again, and majority of them. Uh, people would switch back to automatics that's why most of europe is switching to automatics as of late i know in germany as of one year ago they're going to be passing a few laws i believe that are going to switch all cars to automatic and then eventually electric wow just imagine yeah. in germany germany you're driving an electric tesla and you see the station they yo and yo surreal you're probably gonna hate this next question what if they came out with a <laughs> manual option transmission for an electric car would you get it? A uh, Volkswagen's hill climb car that they made for Pikes Peak that set the, like, 
the record for Pike's Peak. I think it has a two-speed transmission, like a high and a low range. So you can upshift and downshift, that's it? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Um, Herber asked this question. He was like, how would they make something like that? I was like, they're going to make everything electric somehow. And then you're downshifting on a Tesla. All you hear the, the engine go. <laughs> <laughs> they would offer these cars with like modes. And instead of having like a flat band as your power band, like having all of your horsepower and torque all at once, it would like limit it to like simulate different engines. Right. So you could like program it to be like a four AG or something or like or an RB26 and then make that sound. So you could simulate it and mod it so you make it like it sound like a Lambo or Ferrari? Yeah, or like <laughs> behave like one too, like accelerate like one, like simulate the power band. Oh my like gosh! A, in all honesty, that's a great idea, dude. That is... <laughs> Tesla already com comes with like a, a sound system outside and really? you can customize the horn. I know about the horn, yes. That's so yeah. dope. Like, imagine if you could just add a little bit more of a speaker system to the outside of it. Oh my yeah. gosh, when you're accelerating? Just... <laughs> you just see someone coming up to car me, and then they have a Lamborghini exhaust or whatever is straight piped. That's beautiful. The only way I could see that happening, which would be so yeah. hilarious. <laughs> would you get it, Sabrina, if, that, if they came out with that? Oh man, I'd be like, they did it. The bastards did it. <laughs> so we would totally get that just for the memes. <laughs> I would. I would be like, it's engine. I'm changing my engine. <laughs> and then all the mechanics, like the gasoline mechanics, are getting pissed off. Oh, yeah, I came across this one uh, article on the internet. Uh, apparently about manual cars, they have some type of mitts. Do manual transmission cars get better fuel economy and uh, automatic gearboxes? Uh, the second myth, manual cars cost less than the same model with an automatic. Uh, the coolest sports cars only come with a manual gearbox. How is that a myth? Let's start with the first one. Do you get better fuel economy with a manual transmission car? I feel like man automatics got really, really good and it just doesn't matter anymore. But it used to be so. It used to be. Definitely used to be back in the day, like fucking the, the difference between a manual and a you know automatic was like fucking leaks. I mean, I wouldn't say leaks, but you definitely get more mile. Some automatic cars they have the what's the thing when you go to a, like a complete stop, it shuts off your car engine. Stop start feature. That's the thing. That's like the stupidest thing they ever created because you're gonna screw up your battery and your starter. Yeah, that's what I don't really like with like new cars. Like it's a cool feature. It feels cool and everything, but it's like if you think about it, it's just you're using like more energy and more gas. You know, you're starting up a car again. Ooh, can I say like a cool feature that I have on my Mazda? In a manual transmission, you're on a hill, you're about to like start going forward. You know how you like roll back a bit sometimes? Yeah. Or like automatically pushes the brake in when like I'm on a hill. Hill brake assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I accelerate, it like lets off the brake and it's it's like poetry. I'm like, thank you. Like wow. I trust the car. I thought it was a very goofy feature, but I was like, thank you, Mazda. Very cool. <laughs> Good enough to where I didn't need it, but now I just do it anyway. You're like this feature's cool. Let me use it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm gonna use it. Why don't you laugh like that? Chicken? <laughs> I'd be the dad in the front seat like, oh, we're gonna do the hill start. You feel it? You feel that? I think in the next 50 years, electric cars are gonna take over fully. 50 years from now, I'll be 70-something years old. 73. Well, here's what I think is gonna happen, right? 
So we're already witnessing a bunch of electric electrification happening. Like the market is shifting. Yeah. Internal combustion engines are dying. Like I love I love my car because they like believe in internal combustion so much that they like wanted to make a pretty cool engine for an economy car. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's not the future. And I feel like they're wrong. But I also feel like a uh, synthetic fuel and then also like an enthusiast department because there's like so many cars and it's like we don't need those many cars to like satisfy like enthusiasts and stuff like that so i feel like if people stopped driving them all together then there would be like a sudden surplus of these like engines and stuff for like people on racetracks or like wherever or like rallies to still participate in so i feel like like on a mass scale i hope that like electric cars are adopted but i also hope that like they live on in these like niche things like if you want to go appreciate the internal combustion braparoni until the like the last of internal combustion cars like are stop being made they're gonna just keep milking it until it's fully extinct <laughs> yeah yeah just... they're gonna milk it just like how call of duty milks it and then fortnite they're just milking their content anime collabs yeah. We're getting milked. When those gas prices went up, we were getting milked. Like, that wasn't some, like, weird phenomenon. That was like, pay this much because I know you will. Kiss me on the mouth. And then we did. Yeah, $4 weird. for that milk per gallon. Four McMilkies per gallon. You already know uh, they're going to make a gosh darn Dodge Ram fully electric car or, like, a Dodge Challenger fully oh, electric yeah. and then a Super STI fully electric. Some trucks are already electric. It's only a matter of time before, yeah. before muscles become electric. Yeah, because I know Audi's. Amazon, their, their uh, commercial truck is already fully electric. But have you seen it, Surreal? Yeah. No. So this is yeah. a, uh Amazon car. This is their internal stuff. Switch to open up the door. <laughs> fully electric. They have full-out GPS. Kind of look like Tesla. This is the Tesla truck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I get what he means, but it doesn't make sense, dude. It doesn't. Where are you, gonna you, you have a gosh show gaming setup with the steering wheel. <laughs> There's no place to relax. This is gosh show. I don't think simulator. a lot of truckers are clocking in to go gaming, my dude. <laughs> no. This has to be for short term rides, right? Not long term, definitely, right? But people are still <laughs> buying it. Like, these companies are buying the commercial trucks. I found an article in Invest. As you guys could tell, already know, um, for coronavirus coming along, a, a lot of a lot of these GPU scalpers pretty much scalped all these graphics cards trying to get uh, cryptocurrency in general, crypto and mining in general. So when 3090s came out, everybody... Cop 39s, 38s, 37s, 36s. You could never find them. They would try to resell it for overpriced. What's your biggest takeaway with farming GPUs? It is irrelevant now. Yeah. Biggest takeaway with scalpers in general. Live in a society. If you don't have money, you go homeless and die. And I feel like for a scalper, seeing this as an opportunity to make money over somebody being able to play video games at like marginally higher settings. I honestly didn't give a shit, but yeah, I, I, I was I wasn't affected either. Like I wasn't trying to buy a graphics card in which it would have been like these fucking scalpers need to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to stop those little kids using the credit card, mom's credit card money to buy a GPU and reselling it for two grand. Like, it's not cool, but like a lot of people ate shit and died with their jobs. And what are you gonna do? We live we live yeah. in a society with scalpers. It was also at like the height of COVID. So like people were dropping out of jobs, like seeing like quick cash, like a lot right. of cash really fast because I don't have enough money and the government's not giving me enough money. So like I'll just, you know, invest like a thousand dollars. Buy like three CPUs, 
sell it for, you know, triple the price, six times the price, or, you know, go into farming and, you know, use it for myself. And then eventually when they're used and don't have need, no more need for them, just throw them. All these scalpers or people are just buying stuff dirt cheap and then just reselling at a higher value. It's, it's the, the simple concept of supply and demand when there's more <laughs> demand than supply. Be honest, Samir, were you into that trend? I was thinking about scalping this laptop and like hawking it off to somebody else. And I'm like, I don't want that to be their problem. How do people invest in the stock market in general? You guys want to educate us? So it's for a multitude of reasons. It really depends on the person in my honest opinion. Um, yeah, people that do it for a job, you know, do it for other people. And, you know, they get commission based, invest themselves and do it so that they can earn money. And I find it, it's a good way to support companies that you really love mm -hmm. by actually giving your, them your money, <laughs> so to say. But the, the good payout is like you build trust and you like build money with compound your money with the company. That's why, you know, there are some people that are millionaires, billionaires because of it. Warren Buffett, for example, you know, invested with Coca-Cola for so many years because he liked the product. And, you know, one day it paid out for, for just having like uh, security. That way, in the future, you have wealth and you're not just rich. Okay, so like, you know, you, you guys know the difference between, between being rich and being wealthy, right? Yes. Like, right. Someone can, you know, be rich, have a million dollars, but are they truly wealthy if they don't have a million dollars to like recuperate? Like no. if they spend that all? Like, that's not wealthy. That's just being rich. But yeah, it's for people to get rich, to feel a sense of security and to help out companies that they love. That's, in my personal opinion, what I see with people that invest into the stock. Do you think that was a good investment that Elon Musk bought out Twitter? That's a bad one. <laughs> um, so it's really, in, in my eyes, it's just him getting more money than he normally did. It's a certain amount of, or a certain percentage of Twitter stocks before he announced he was buying the company when it I was low. Few, no, I kid you not. A few days later, after he announced it, stocks went like um they went i think believe 10 to 20 dollars worth more than what he originally bought so let's say 21,000 stocks worth at like 80 bucks now it's worth 100 yeah. so he got 20 dollars for 21,000 multiply that that's a fucking insane amount of money going back to the the real topic of like was it a good investment for elon it's still really too soon to to let you know how it is because what he's trying to do change it up like i see what he's trying to achieve and everything but it's really still too soon for a company that just recently got switched over from management to let you know if it would have scud or not do you think he did it for clout and attention or do you think he did it just for uh, the long term <laughs> the man is crazy i'm gonna be honest with you there you cannot tell he what's going so on stuff. in his head there's a lot of theories there's some theories yeah. going around it, it doesn't seem to be a definite thing because like why would someone do this yeah like, like i don't understand you buy twitter and then later on you tell him you're trying to sell it out or you, you don't want to be the ceo of twitter that man's el loco polo <laughs> <laughs> i just can't help it's but think it's for like some bullshit conspiracy theory yeah. reason like because i don't think he's yeah. stupid but i don't think he's like you know with it i don't know you know i wouldn't yeah. it's hard to tell i wouldn't hang out with him I, I do know that his end game is like power or something what this so. man tried to become like thanos <laughs> yeah, like yeah. What, he tried to call himself the fucking what tony stark wait he, he's trying to become like a, a fire lord or more like <laughs> Fire Lord Musk. To what Surreal said, his endgame is power. His endgame, I feel like, is turning everybody into robots. Yeah. 
with AI technology advancing so fast that we couldn't even imagine. Yeah. So he's going to try to make us all into NPCs then? More than likely, yes. He's trying to, you know, get us all, like, integrated with technology. That way we become better humans, so to say, and, you know. Ooh, yeah. that's a good point. Because, like, what we do as humans is, like, we interact with things in the external world, like, with our hands and, and stuff. And our hands and, like, thumbs and our fingers in particular, right? Yeah. And so we like yeah. we interface with different objects. We interface with a wrench to fix something, or like with a computer to communicate like this. Like, and we will become more integrated with technology. And I feel like for like our species endgame, like I agree. Like I feel like we're going to just like absorb ourselves into technology, and it's going to become like a harmonious thing. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of the technology thing, I know uh, I came across this one feature in Amazon, which is called Amazon Go. You could pretty much walk into a grocery store, pick up an item, because it's pretty much like linked up towards like I guess this cloud, your credit card. You pick something out, it's gonna add it to your cart, and you can just leave like the scanners, and it pretty much checks out your grocery store or whatever it is. Yeah, so I actually had the opportunity to, to try this out in the uh, Texas airport in Houston, and it is awesome i kid you not it's an it's an amazon store it's in the middle of um it's in the middle of like the hallway so like everybody's passing on the section and then it's just glass the way to enter it you have to open the amazon app you have to put your credit card info onto there you tap the credit card and somehow it like links it with your phone and it allows you to go through and they have like dozens of cameras on the roof to monitor what's being taken and like weight sensors on the shelves themselves to show what's being taken. And if you put something back, it's going to know if you take something, it's going to add it to your cart. And as soon as you walk out, it checks you out. I think Elon should invest in Amazon. <laughs> No, they're the biggest two competitors, man. Bezos hates uh, Musk. Watch the end game plane. They actually work together and rule the world. <laughs> it could be. If you guys want to share this, what companies do you guys actually invest into the stock market? I personally invest um, into companies that have a high dividend yield. I mean, I do like a 75-25% split. So 75% of what I put into the stock market is going to be diverted into the dividend yields companies that give me dividends each month. So dividends give you, depending on the company, they give you a percentage of money a month or a quarter or semi-annually or annually, depending, you know, depending on the company. Let's say Starbucks, they give you a certain percent. Last time I got paid out for Starbucks was $5.03 from only in like 38 uh, stocks which you know it's it's really good it's like eight cents per stock so to say right eight to something it's it's really good and then the rest i use it for like a compounding or just like a growth stock so a stock that gains mon more money over time so let's say i invest a hundred dollars right now to buy three stocks and in and that stock is worth like $33 and in like five months that stock is worth $50 so my investments like are written 150 instead of $100 so uh, I personally invest into those types of stocks some of them being coca-cola there's one that's called SBR uh, Sabine Royalty Trust I love that one because it pays really really good but their stocks are at cost of like $80 but it's it's fairly nice Zero, do you have any investments into stocks or not no I had some in like uh crypto and 
uh, AMD some years ago. Oh, and okay. I made a bunch of money off the AMD stocks, and then I made a bunch of money in crypto, and it was fun. I, I don't have any investments into the stock market. I might low-key take lessons from you, Herma, and invest a little bit to actually get into the field. But, like, what do you think is a good time to, like, withdraw all that money? Let's say if a company is doing well, would you reinvest it and get more stocks, or would you just withdraw and screw it? It really depends on the company. Um, right now, it's a terrible time to invest. Not, And I wouldn't say terrible. It's um not a it's not a really good time because we are going into recession. So all stocks are going into, you know, a bad spot. Recommend you do your research before anything. Like just keep up with news on a company that you like um, to keep it off simple, just like invest in like a few companies, right? Just watch because you can't really know if a stock's going to go, you know, yeah. like that because it can, it can happen out at a, out of nowhere, right? Like a company can just say like, Hey, you know what? Fuck you. We're going private. You're not getting your money back. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. There's never really a good time to invest and never really a bad time to invest. It's really on how you want to do it, how you want to treat it, right? Stocks were like super, super high up and you got like tons of like, the stock was actually doing well. Would you reinvest more into that same company or would you withdraw it if it was like at the highest point? If it was at its peak, I yeah. definitely would with withdraw. But me not knowing anything, I would definitely start selling slow okay if that makes sense instead of selling all the things all the stocks that i have i definitely sell like one percent then probably a few days from now if it keeps on going higher i'd sell one more you know and if it keeps on going higher and higher i'd keep on selling and selling slowly right so i can you know get some of the money back that i had invested originally until i have you know that extra money that you know i can like do whatever with. and then just keep that i kid you not i have like 40 stocks that i have at least five companies that i have five stocks in because i refuse to sell it and some of them have gotten me you know like nothing because i i haven't sold them like my return on them is probably like minus 100 percent. yeah it's it's kind of like a gamble. My, that's my strategy it, it really is gamble do you think high school or college itself do you think they should educate people with taxing and investing and all that stuff into like the stock oh i was educated on that in the uh in the sixth grade we had like makeup stocks like there was a website with all the current stock markets and the stocks and stuff. And, and you could just, you had like a certain amount of like fake money and then you could like buy it and then like watch your stocks go up or down. And so I was like really into like watching the stock market, especially when I would read like Sunday comics, I would always look at the stock market too and be like, how's my shit doing? Wow. <laughs> there was also like a whole economics course for me in high school too, where we learned about like, I don't know, tax income brackets and kinds, all kinds of stuff. But like, yeah, all throughout my school career thing, we had been taught like all that stuff. And I do think that should be a thing. Like you need to be literate with money in America. Instead of yeah. educating us how to write essays or like how to do like pointless math that you don't really need, like geometry, trigonometry, like, like no the way, basic dude. math. Like... No, 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 no. Well, I think like I was just things saying... like that like shouldn't be like, okay, good. I was like, instead of like, dude, we get just like, <laughs> yeah. we need to do math to do these taxes. Like, <laughs> just... Yeah, we need math to do taxes. <laughs> Burn the village! <laughs> Burn the village, Fire Nation Army! Play with your so fire bending gang! Burn up Katara! 
<laughs> like it will actually help in the long term like learning like i actually want to actually like be educated on investing in a stock that's actually like very educational it's like the same thing like how I came across this one guy on amigo like he actually pretty much has his own like, own farm of like weed like how that actually like the processing how that goes like you need a greenhouse you need plenty of yeah. sunlight and yeah. all that stuff i was like educated by that like i wish they actually taught us like something like that it kind of sucks and the thing is i've seen in my in like in my eyes i've seen the education in america personally get worse yeah. it's not the way that how we used to go to school the math the way i believe it's common core the way it's taught it's dumbed down severely dumbed down yeah that's that's not even a boomer thing it's like the state of education right now like elon musk needs to fix that do we have a crumb of tax money please for real musk is doing good work for america he's like saved us quite a few times yeah he, he probably <laughs> saved the space people i just wish they would pay taxes they don't amazon paid no, no taxes right amazon doesn't pay taxes and you know, musk did pay taxes paid the most taxes anybody any company did so far in the past decade <laughs> Probably over a bill, <laughs> more than a billion dollars in taxes. I think it was like 40 mil, uh, bill. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, 40 for uh, Twitter. There you go. That was 40 for Twitter. It was 11 billion for what? taxes. That's right. That's crazy. Go make that back in a, a month. And yeah. <laughs> Tesla sales are not going to slow down anytime soon. Nah. <laughs> what are some ways how uh, rich people could stay rich? Because I have like a whole article of like the names of rich people like Elon Musk, Bezos. So majority is they already are rich and they are going to stay rich because they're not rich. They're wealthy because they have companies and a legacy that's going to keep them going on. Most of it has to do with just good investments, obviously good connections, relationships, negotiations, just like being let known what to do. Once you reach over a million dollars, right, you're already a part of that those people and like automatically whoever you're gonna not automatically like the more people that you're gonna meet them you know they're gonna be richer and richer right so you're just gonna be doing what they're gonna be doing and those same rich people are you know screwing us over <laughs> that they can stay rich as well as soon as the hardest thing to get from fucking books that i read is your first million that's yeah. the hardest thing uh. to get after that it's 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 easier because like one million dollars all you have to do is get a fucking paypal account invest put a hundred thousand dollars into there and you get three thousand dollars <laughs> a year what you get really? three thousand dollars a year yeah thirty thousand dollars a year so is that right? basically kind of like uh they have a some type of investing no, thing three thousand yeah no they have a checkings account i mean a savings account you get like 3.25 percent apr a year but they double it if you like set up direct deposit so if you get paid directly from your account do you do, which, you do that no i i opened it but i just i just invest money into there i have a lot of savings accounts that i regularly put money regularly put money into Oh, so, so, so you pretty much get more money back or well, limits yes, you to spend uh, money basically yes it, it definitely puts into perspective how much money i did like kind of waste before and it it shows you like you don't <laughs> really need treasure. to yeah you really don't need to spend money that you don't really need to next up we're talking about scale-based matchmaking sbmm i think i talked about this in another podcast but i want to know what your guys opinions on sbmm i've played super bash mother's melee <laughs> a couple times <laughs> Fucking you. 
And my favorite character is Cookie Mama. What SBMM Super Bash Mother Mom? But that's my favorite character in that game. And Cookie uh, Mama. Cookie. I kick ass with Cookie Mama. Yeah, I never disrespect Cookie Mama. She 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 too turned up. She got a nice bug with Dunkers. Okay, but Dunker Dunker. Okay. Um, so I don't have any problems at all with skill based matchmaking, and I didn't even think it was like. A complaint that people had you know if like i don't want to play against little piss babies when i play and like jerk off myself and be like oh i'm so good and so great i feel good i feel good. i don't give a shit about feeling good if i want to feel good i'll play a single player game and be like oh i beat all the stupid little robots but like <laughs> i don't roll on like fucking i don't know casuals and be like i am greater it makes me feel like the picture that i posted in the chat like, I feel like the complaining about skill-based matchmaking is this picture. It's like... Wow. Yeah, because people were talking about it because apparently the new Call of Duty has skill-based matchmaking. Basically, every game that you solo queue in, you're pretty much facing against the pros. It basically is. It feels like the matchmaking is turned up, like, cranked up. You have to swim every single game. I think that's why the issue of people are, like, talking about skill based matchmaking. Do you think they should make a separate game mode? Let's say Call oh, yeah. of Duty oh, having right. a ranked mode. Well, like, competitive. Also, Honestly, like, a balance yes. thing, too, yeah. Yeah, and a super balanced skill-based matchmaking. There's no reason why a casual gamer should go into a person that a person's lobby that on, you know on paper or on fucking data it has thousands and thousands of hours when you only have like 200 you know yeah because like i want to play with my friends that like barely even play cod and they're getting smashed by guys like compared to my lobbies they're getting yeah. hammered hard like my one friend he could barely even get two kills against my lobbies which they're like pretty even... much jump shotting around corners hammering him <laughs> i didn't even think about that aspect like playing with your mm -hmm. friends at different levels yeah no, it definitely takes effect. That's the main reason I don't really play Valorant with anybody anymore. Because uh, every time I join them, it's literally hell let loose. The people that I play against are they're higher level than me, and everybody in their team is higher level than like everybody you know, everybody else that's with us. How do you even know they had skill based matchmaking in Val as well? Oh, they do. They do. It matches you. It it's hidden. Elo. It's not skilled based matchmaking. It's like, you know, you do a certain good percent, you're placed into like a lobby that's full of diamonds, blah blah blah. Yeah. So to say. Even though you're fucking gold. You know, secretly Overwatch has that, but we ain't gonna talk about that because I remember I was pretty much in a full team, me, Shane, uh back in the day, Zakai and Sarah and all those people. And pretty much the other team, they have all full of sweats, like four stars, five stars. Pretty much, you go pull a uh, portrait. It was like it's dumb, stupid, and we're getting spawn trapped in our spawn. Yeah, it really is. I am educated now. My normie mind is educated. pretty much uh, COD start doing that with the newer CODs. But do you guys think devs should uh, put that into games? make like people better in my honest opinion it's definitely something that has to be worked on communication from both sides yeah. it can't be just one way and the one way right now is the devs yes some devs listen to the skill-based matchmaking but they can't really do shit and then it's just one way and the devs work under the company it just makes like the games like super unenjoyable because you have to be sweaty after like an eight or ten hour shift from work you're yeah. casually playing it
it's it's what sucks yeah i don't know like how you could actually like improve it besides just adjusting matchmaking in general i don't know and more social like herma was saying like i feel like it would take on more of like a social network kind of thing rather than just like queuing up and an algorithm slaps you with some people based on your numbers you know we have to contact elon musk and he'll fix today oh, yeah oh. you should fix everything he i kid you not the the super ai i believe there is an, an ai that in the world that's super fucking powerful. They're just hiding it from us. Why do you think Google, Amazon, and all those companies hide their AI for like a specific reason? You don't really know that much about their artificial intelligence. What's AI? Artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> you just said it. Yeah, and uh, the is that kind of like the like engine, AI, basically? It's it's uh, they and all that shit too. Scale-based matchmaking uh, helped uh, content creators and streamers make people become more competitive, like Shroud, Tifu Ninja Shroud. Uh, <laughs> you want to take this one over through? If people want to get inspired by them, because you know they they got so much of that fame and clout, they want to be like, oh, I want to be Ninja. I want to do Pon Pon and get, be good at Fortnite. And play with drake and juju smith and travis scott let's say gaming back in like let's say like the early 2000s like with like the older call of duties when they introduced like cod 4 they introduced online and you could see like how casual it was it was because during that time we didn't have ninjas and shrouds and like gaming has become like super popular because of that i feel like can't forget about the old days of like quake 3 arena like oh, yeah. tournament and shit though because that was some of the sweatiest shit ever created and quake arguably three? one what of the, the first quake 3 Bro, Jesus. what the fuck i need to be educated on this let, let me put on youtube the quakes really? all right so it's like okay. the fucking like the like i don't know it's like the arena shooter that all arena shooters came the from the predecessor to everything oh remember that dude fatality do you remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah. That's, that was his whole thing, like coming up from Unreal Tournament, and he had like gamer hardware. <laughs> Yo. This is Quick so, 3? Yeah, man. Yeah. What the hell? Or is this on keyboard yeah. and mouse? Yeah, man. What the yeah. hell? That looks super sweaty. It's. Yeah. It's legend, grandfather. It is legend. So, Unreal Tournament 2003 is getting a free release soon, and I'm going to be playing the dick out of it. Like, absolutely up on that shit what, what game is it it's unreal tournament 2000 it's the updated version of quake basically yeah a completely free unreal tournament 3x page has appeared on steam no way i yeah i can't so it. so you think i should actually give that a try and be sweaty on my mind yeah it's like splitgate on steroids <laughs> splitgate yeah. oh my gosh this looks like halo but on steroids yep. <laughs> That's why it's literally the, the predecessor to everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. And this is in 4K quality. I could just imagine. I don't mm. even know what's happening. I think people just got better just because of content creators because they just want to be like the next ninja. Try to get like easy cash because how much money they're making. I think it was the cash. Like rather than yeah. like, I want to be this person. They saw that like, hey, if I game too, then like I can get some money too. Because there's been many, many top fraggers we'll never hear about ever, you know? Do you think people are tr just trying to follow the trend in general? Yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of trend followers in general. Social media base, you have followers that do follow you. So of course, it does affect, so, you know, it just, it spirals, right? So yeah, TikTok um, does also have a part of like competitiveness because like those shorts, like the way that they are and are really out of it, the way that they're edited, it like it, it gives you motivation and like that that drive to like 
to do better. TikToks, I feel like TikToks and Vines pretty much changed the culture with like social media in general, just because it's every short, it gets people's attention. You know, it's quick and easy. Yeah, it's quick and easy. That's literally the attention span of kids nowadays. It's just keep me entertained for 10 seconds. Bye bye. It's it's yeah. it, we're treating every kid. We're training every kid to have ADHD now, which is in my mind fucking crazy but the thing is people don't see that like you you're giving people like no like small attention spans that means later when they grow up they're not going to be really paying attention to you just themselves and they're going to be mostly talking in themselves in their head because that's how psychology like basically works right yeah and they'll probably develop anxiety or depression because like i'm finding that like mindfulness like merely taking time to assess like how you're feeling or what you're thinking takes like more attention that, than what's like generally allotted to people like on the internet or yeah. like any kind of shit like that so like i i don't know a lot of like anxiety i feel like does come from like it's like a TikTok clock but it's like really really fast like everyone's like it's like fast 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 now 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 go 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 and like nobody knows how to slow down and and another thing that you notice with these people they have no spatial awareness you can definitely find one of these people it's usually within the younger age bracket they don't have any spatial awareness what spatial awareness let's say if they don't notice things that go around them surroundings yeah they they yes they don't they don't know sort of their surroundings they don't they can't see anything in their surroundings basically you know how you have perception and if you see something in the corner of your eye you like react to it yeah it's basically like that though they don't react to like if you see something in the corner of your eye they don't have any spatial awareness they don't hear they don't react to any hearing they don't react to any sights that's wild i didn't even know that yeah it, it's something that I, it's, it's not something that a lot of people talk about. It's something that I have myself figured out with the, the kids, you know, because it's, it's, you can see it. If you're a person that analyzes people on a daily basis, like I do myself, you can see how much of a change the generation has just because of one app. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. phones and everything else have to do with situations and, and everything else have to do, have to contribute with it. The majority of it that I see, it's like TikTok as well. But I wouldn't say my point is like true sort of fact. Like it's it's probably a mere coincidence, but it's what I notice, what I think, you know. One last question before uh, I think we end the podcast is, you think SBMM is killing in general? <laughs> what? I think it's a good game. I think it's a good video game. <laughs> What's the game, Surreal? Is it called Super... Super, Super Bash Mother's Melee? It's... it's all the video game moms i don't know I, I think quake 3 was just like raw dog matchmaking you could just like get in the wrong place and i appreciate that kind of raw randomness um but do you think I don't know. you I don't became know a man like out of playing that game <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I became, that's how i became a man yeah it's, my it's balls like, dropped so hard it's like Call of Duty with the game chat back in the day I became a man I was educated a little bit you became a racist <laughs> yeah those times that was like face going through World War 3 with this game chat lobbies oh man yeah I mean that that did help me grow up 
like definitely being exposed to whatever the fuck was going on on the internet like you were exposed for racism <laughs> like horrible horrible amounts of racism i'll see you guys in the next one leave a like subscribe if you guys are new make sure you guys check out the uh, social media links down low and with that being said catch you guys in the next episode of the penguin awareness podcast we're going blurred out we're going dark i love you bye <laughs>